Yo, I put it like wow, this that sound These oaks don't work hard like me, I hope they know by now Bail, bail, stand my ground Throw these money trees, go overseas like Percy Tow I'll make sure you stay around, quiet when I'm under loud No negatives allowed, me positivity took a vow I always play to win, don't anticipate loss Mind always in the clown, my boy, never think about the drop Never, ever, ever think about the drop Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT Show. I am MKT. Little less nasally. I mean, you might be listening to this out of order because it's a podcast. Little less nasally. Still nasally. There's, there's, there's normal with nasally tendencies or characteristics, you know? Whereas I was very nasally on the previous podcast. Full nasal, this guy. But getting better. Getting better. Feeling a lot better, feeling alive, or as we say in South Africa, feeling alive, feeling alive, feeling good, feeling great. Hope you are good wherever you are. Um, had a week of just being in the in the middle, you know. If you you know one of those weeks where you're just working, grinding it out, and it's felt good. It has felt good. Uh, caught up with uh, two friends from a long time ago that I haven't been in touch with. But life happens. It was very nice. Just It's the beauty of being able to just text around the world. Eh? Technology is a beauty. It's like, okay, it's... I don't know if people have these types of friends. I don't want to presume my life is everyone's. But there's just some people where you're extremely close to them. One friend I haven't seen and we're going on two years now. Lives in Qatar. And I, just, I haven't really spoken to him in like nine months. But just chatting to him once, it's like, oh, okay, cool. We're all good. You know, we're as close as ever. Obviously, it doesn't really work like that. And you, you try and forgive yourself for being a terrible human and not seeing your friends, which I'm not very good at. I've got to put my hand up on that. I'm not a good socializer. I am perfectly comfortable being on my own for like five months in a row. Like lockdown was not terrible for me, by the way. I, I can go, even now, in normal life, I, I can go a good two, three weeks without seeing anybody. I mean, I do go exercise and run and I speak to people because of the business I'm in, you know, got to be, always be selling and all that. But I can really, I can go a full weekend, just me at home, go for a run, go for a long run. I'm not talking to anyone for that three hours, so six hours, because I'm doing long runs that take me about three hours at, at a time now. And then spend the week, just me at home. Go for a run in the morning. Don't talk to anyone there. There's no one on the road between 5.30 and 6.30 in the mornings. And then, so I can go weeks. Weeks without like deliberate human contact. It's not a good thing. I, like I enjoy it, but it, it's not a good thing. Like you've got to be in touch with people, you know. you got, you got to be able to socialize. You've got to be uh, doing the, the talking and the listening sharpen those social skills. So I'm not good at that. I, I need to get better at that. I need to get better at, it is something which is actively at the front of my mind. Like, oh, wow, you need to stay in touch with people. Because I'm happy. I'm just like, oh, I'm fine. I just presume everyone else is fine. <laughs> it turns out that's not how it works. It turns out that's not how relationships work. You got to walk to the garden, apparently. It, wouldn't it be great if we could just, the people you love, this would be the best. 
the people you love just stay at a seven and a half. Like they love you seven and a half all the time. You know, it should never be like, oh, they're completely just so grateful and besotted. But it should never be, oh my gosh, you you didn't pick up the baby. You know, which is, I would imagine, a zero of loving you at that time. Or, or loving your behavior. Hey, don't confuse behavior and character. But it would be nice if it was just like, oh, I don't have to talk to my mom or my sister or my girlfriend or whatever it is in your case. But it's always just a seven and a half out of 10. And when you're ready to chat to them three months later, like they aren't emotional wondering where you've been. That'd be the best. I wonder if Neuralink will give us that. Hmm. Hmm. The Neuralink guy can move a mouse pointer with his eyes now. Now, people are saying Stephen Hawking could do that with a keyboard way back when with midgets on an island. <laughs> two, two separate stories there. Shout out Stephen Hawking. Just shows you you can't fall. What does it say if you're sexual? You can fall in love with the mind. Stephen Hawking, huh? Who would have thought? Don't take Stephen Hawking to an island. Anywho, this is not about depraved uh, billionaire monsters on an island. But wouldn't wouldn't that be great? But the Neuralink guy, he's moving a mouse pointer with his eyes. Progress. When when is when are we going to figure out emotions? Where uh, like whatever whatever the emotion of you, you know you seeing your mom, seeing your dad, seeing your brother do well or whatever you, you know whatever that emotion is, obviously it, it's actually just everything we do is in the central nervous system and it's all neural activity. There's nothing actually happening in your body. Your body and mind aren't separate. It's it's just, is the central nervous system working ipso facto your brain? That's actually what's happening. But anyway, not a biology lesson. The part of the brain that registers that pleasure, I just, like, I don't want cocaine, but I don't want seeing children in Congolese copper mines dying, you know? Like that's, I, I would just like the feeling it looks like rich girls have after two mimosas at 11 a.m. with their besties. You, you know what they look like? I don't know if you've been past two rich looking girls, whether they're rich or not, whatever. It doesn't matter. Just go with it. Uh, what they look like in a sundress having had a mo- uh, mimosas at like 11 a.m. That level of happiness. It's around a seven and a half because they're kind of faking it. Everyone, they're probably fighting with her boyfriend or whatever. But they are in a moment where they are having a shared experience. Pleasure, pleasure shared is a pleasure doubled. But it's about a seven and a half out of 10 of, of just general happiness. I'd like to give that to just everyone I love all the time when they think about me without going, oh, I wonder how he's doing. Why doesn't he phone? Where is he? Maybe I'm alone. Maybe this is madness, what I'm saying. But wouldn't that be ideal? That would be ideal. That would be ideal. It would be the way to do it. Because then I could just do the stuff... I could just do the stuff I want to do, you know? Like, oh, I've gone to exercise. I've gone, I don't know, to a market. It's Thursday evening. I, I You know, I'm going 10-pin bowling. And then I'm going to sleep, but... On the Friday, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting ice cream. Uh, Friday night, 
I'm 10-pin bowling again. I'm fixing my model airplane. Uh, like, these are the things I actually want to do. I mean, I, I, I don't want to fix a model airplane, but you, you get what I'm saying. But, but it shouldn't affect... And it shouldn't... Like, I don't want that feeling for everyone, by the way. Like, if I don't like you, or you're not valuable to me, who cares? You know what I mean? I'm just saying that, like, eight to ten people who I do want to look at me with respect, you know? Like, I, I would like them having a seven and a half out of ten feeling about me all the time. I don't, and I don't want a ten, I, I, and I don't want a three. Too much to ask? Maybe. Not the way we... It seems that's not the way we've evolved, but... Is Elon Musk changing that with Neuralink? Stay tuned. Stay tuned. MKT Show, we're going to talk Mbappe. Yeah, we'll talk, uh, obviously, Dan Ashworth. I think that's the big news. Uh, he's on gardening leave. <laughs> Incredible. Real thing. What a British term that is. Uh, Xavi Alonso. It's actually Shabi. It's a B. Xavi Alonso. Liverpool, Bayern Munich. Give, my, give you my thoughts where I think you should go. And uh, we'll wrap it up there. That's uh, that's what we're gonna do on the show today. That's what we're gonna talk about. That's what we're gonna talk about. All right, let's get into it. A Kylian Mbappe. So it looks like a massive transfer. Huh? Looks like fifteen million euros a year. He's taking a pay cut <laughs> from seventeen. It'll be the most expensive transfer of all time. It looks like he's gonna get a fifty million pound signing on fee. This is what's being reported uh, according to the BBC. 50 million pound signing on bonus. So that's what he will get. That is That doesn't include the bonuses his agent, who is his father and his mother, what they will get. That's a sweet 20, 30. So they are speculating this entire deal will be the most expensive transfer of all time. Because what did Neymar go for? 196, huh? 196 million pounds. Wow. Killian Mbappe. So here's my thing with Mbappe. I like the player. I like what I see. But I think if you're a Man United fan, you can probably identify with me. here. You know, a lot of these German and now Serie A, because in the 90s, I used to watch Serie A on TV all the time. My, my hero is Javier Zanetti because I could watch him in the 90s. And I just, I fell in love with Inter Milan because of him, you know. Um, but a lot of these players, and I think it, Jaden Sancho and, and these kinds, and don't make Haaland the rule. Uh, the, the, the exception is not the rule. But there's been a lot of guys who make it in Italy and Germany and Spain. and Because you're not really watching it. So you just see their YouTube highlights and when they score and when there's something sick that happens. But you see it so many times, it feels like they're doing it every game. But I think United learned their lesson with Jaden Sancho and Bastian Schweinsteiger that with Basti, it was over. But because he'd been such a legend and like the flash was just like, oh, yes, that's him just doing it with Bayern Munich, you know, legendary. But he was done. But you only ever saw his great moments. And... With Kylian Mbappe, I keep hearing people saying he's the best player in the world. And I keep wondering, how do people know that? Because I've only seen it every two years, every four years. And even then, he wasn't great at the Euros, right? So every four years, I see him at the World Cup, and he's part of delivering. But that's every four years. 
you know, James Rodriguez. Think of all the players that went to World Cups shot, uh, uh, surprised and it was like, okay, now they have to play club football. And then you watch them in the Premier League and you're like, hmm, that turns out. And it happens all the time, by the way. The desperation for quality means AFCON, Euros, players will get signed off that. It's why it's such a big deal. More so for players that aren't established. Um, but for players at mid-level clubs that are looking for that next step up, if you are from Slovakia, Slovenia, you know, those countries, you've got to play in these things. For AFCON players who aren't, who are in France, it, you put yourself in the shop window. But for Kylian Mbappe, I feel like I've only ever seen him every four years. I don't really know what he's doing every week. And why isn't he winning the top goal scorer award in France every year? Like, why, why is that not happening? Why do people say he's the best player in the world? How do you know that? He's not playing against... There are no good teams in France. There are no good teams. And then every time he has to come up against quality, he loses in the Champions League. So I'm so confused. And it's not like PSG haven't surrounded him with, with an all-star team. He had Leo Messi, Angel Di Maria... And Neymar with him at a stage. As the support act. As the support act. That was two seasons of that. He had Thiago Silva. Marquinhos. I mean, we were not talking about scrubs here. Under Herrera. We had proper players here. We've had proper players. They've put an all-star roster. Hakimi's been there a while now. Donnarumma is the backup keeper for whatever reason. Uh, you know, him and Kayla Navas, or, or, but Kayla Navas is where? At Nottingham Forest now, but you, you know what I'm saying. So it's not like they haven't put an all-star cast around him to make it easy for him. And he still, and he keeps losing the French League. Like, bro, what are we doing? Don't tell me it's a team game, not there. Like, if you're that good. Come on, dog. So the one thing about Erling Haaland and Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne and Leo Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo and I mean if we're talking about now is you can see Pedri, you can see them every week against the best players in the world. I'm sorry. The French League is one team and then it's the African All-Stars, right? It just feels like it's the West African All-Stars, the rest of the league. <laughs> like, come on. So, I do, I'm not sold on Kylian Mbappe being the best player in the world. He's, uh, listen, the potential is incredible. But I just want to see, like with Erling Haaland, because we've kind of seen what he could be. But then Erling Haaland comes and proves in one season that, okay, I'm that guy. If Kylian Mbappe can go to Real Madrid, he's got to do, like, and it's unique, right? It's not. I'm not com- going to compare La Liga to the Premier League. Because if he came to the Premier League, I would need him to at least do what Haaland has done. And he's not going to break the goal-scoring record because dribblers don't work in the English Premier League. Not modern-day Premier League. The only dribbler who's ever worked is, Thier- is uh, uh, Thierry Henry. right? Because Cristiano Ronaldo wasn't really a dribbler. It's what people don't realize. When he became that beast... He was a dribbler young, but when he became the beast, he was a pass and move power athlete, get in the right position, knock it past you and run guy. He, 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 he wasn't doing stepovers when he won the Ballon d'Or. That's not, 
the same Cristiano Ronaldo when he was playing that front three. That that's a completely different player. Thierry Henry is the only like genuine dribbler who ever worked in the Premier League. Like, oh wow. He's making people look silly. So so that Mbappe thing's not gonna work, especially in the modern day Premier League. Like the athletes are just too good. Anywho, he would have to do like a couple of doubles. He'd have to do at least what Vinicius has done. And I'll get on to him in a minute. Because one of the things he's going to realize quite quickly, which I think a lot of people don't realize when they go to a Bayern Munich, a Real Madrid, these kinds of clubs, is that no one cares there. Like at PSG, he was mollycoddled, right? When you go to Real Madrid, especially with the current ownership, Ike Casillas got kicked out the back door. Raul Gonzalez, Raul Gonzalez, if you're young, go and look up who that is. This is the guy who came into Real Madrid. Nobody does this. Raul, uh, Raul Gonzalez came in at 16 years old until he was 34 at Real Madrid. Nobody has ever done that. He started, the, this is a man who started at Real Madrid at 16. They gave him a chance from the Castilla and they never looked back. Raul Gonzalez got kicked out the back door. Barely welcome back now. You saw that Florentino Perez is not playing. Jose Mourinho, get out of here. The way he treated Fabio, Fabio Capello. The way he treated, the way he fired Vicente Tobosco. I'll never forget that. Or, or just, and it, it was, you know, this club, like Real Madrid, just do not care. They, they, they've just had too many legends. Zidane, Ronaldo, the other Ronaldo, Roberto Carlos. They do not care. And they don't even treat their own well. Ike Casillas is barely allowed to return and you never see him with Real Madrid. You never see Saint Ike. Saint Ike. That's how good this guy was. World Cup winning captain. Euro captain. Ike Casillas was so good. All the mucking around with the Barcelona super squad when it was time to captain the big team for Spain. Leave that nonsense at home. The goalkeeper is the captain. This is how good, this is how great this man was. We're not talking about a chump keeper. Florentina Perez and Real Madrid do not care. Kicked him out the back door. Barely allowed back there. Barely visits. Raul Gonzalez. Kicked out to pasture. Kylian Mbappe for the first time is going to have to realize. Right. What I think most spoiled brats realize when they've lost their family and life starts to happen to them. You know, people that have never heard the word no. You cannot do that. Be polite. Like, all of these things, and then life happens to them. Like, oh my goodness. Why does nobody here keep treating me like a king or queen? And, and you see what happens with spoiled brats. They become drug addicts. They become this and that. I mean, listen. You, you, you've seen the, 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 the rich kids, what happens. Well, Kylian Mbappe is about to find out that nobody at Real Madrid cares. They will pay you. Their players will pay you. He is not loyal. Are you producing? He's famous for having said about Frank Ribéry, how am I supposed to sell shirts with that face? Does not care. He is not interested. So I'll, I'll be interested to see, because now the pressure's on, because Real Madrid are on international TV every week. I cannot tell you, I live, I live in South Africa, one of the best television territories in the world. We get everything here. There's nothing I can't access on, on television. Right? DSTV is an incredible package, like it or not. It's got everything globally. Oh, is French football on there? I've got no idea. Like I have not seen a French game 
yeah, ever. I've, I, I don't think I've ever watched like a French match. Right? Now he's going to be on television every week. He's going to be the biggest show in town. What people don't acknowledge about guys like Cristiano Ronaldo, Leo Messi, Kevin De Bruyne, Erling Braut Haaland, Roy Keane, Didier Drogba, Frank Lampard, Thierry Henry. What people don't realize, the greatness of these guys is not their ability. Yes, that's a part of the package. It's their ability to be the showtime guy. He's on all the posters. He's on all the billboards. He has to do all the media. He has to do all the adverts and still deliver under that pressure. Then the media is on you. Because one of the things that happens in sports is once we pay you, we expect from you. In France, he could hide there. It's Real Madrid, big guy. He's going to realize, yeah, there is no mollycoddling. Now you're in the big time. And now nobody wants to hear the excuses. Nobody wants to talk to your mom. Florentino Perez doesn't want to talk to his mom. We're like, we've paid you now, big guy. You better deliver. The other thing is this. I would argue you've already got the best winger in the world. Certainly over the last 34 years. I think Vinicius has been better than Kylian Mbappe over the last four years. International football is no longer the highest level of football. It's about the Champions League and it's about the league system. Vinicius over the last four years is the best winger in the world because I can see the standard he's doing it at. Mbappe disappears in the Champions League. He disappears in the big time. International football is a lottery, mate. It is a lottery. So I don't know why people say Kylian Mbappe is the best in the world. I'm not saying he doesn't have the potential. But how do you know? He's never displayed it consistently on the biggest stage. You And again, it's that thing of it's like the guys in the Bundesliga. And you see it every... You see it every four years. And then it's just the highlights, right? It's like, okay, he's got he's on a loaded French team that's built for him, right? And it's like, oh, that's the player that he is. Is it? Because I've been watching him in the Champions League now for four years. Mm, you know, what's going on? Why are you choking in the final? Why is Vinicius beating you? And it does matter, by the way. Because he's had his chances as well. That, especially that COVID one. The COVID one was the one when he should have taken them to the promised land. Remember, it was all in one city and like all the semifinals, I think it was semifinal and final were all in the same city. I can't remember which one it was, but they made it to the final and it's like, Mbappe, where are you? But it's happened every year. So that's all I'd ask is, I'm interested in what do you do with Venetius? Because if I'm Venetius, there's no way. There's no way, I'm I'm out. Because you saw it with Neymar. Neymar was never able to recover his Barcelona levels. Number one, I don't think Neymar's that guy and he doesn't care about football. But the other thing is they play the same position. Because Mbappe is not a number nine. Where is he going to play at Real Madrid? So Vinicius Jr. And you know what? We've got to be honest. Is Our Real Madrid, you know, he's been very vocal about some of the racial stuff. He's been, he's a bit of a, bit of a character. He's got that salsa character is the Brazilian Samba character, excuse me, is he is not being quiet about the social issues. And is the league uncomfortable about that? I don't know. Are Real Madrid uncomfortable about that? I don't know. Do uh, do they just feel, okay, it's time to move on. We can get this guy for free now. Let's just pay him. And we'll get 100 million from Vinicius. He'll go to Liverpool. He'll go to Arsenal. I mean, there's no team in the world that wouldn't take Vinicius, right? 
No team in the world. Like, if, if Vinicius is on the transfer market, he'll go for 100 million, minimum. I mean, Declan Rice went for 100. Caicedo went for 107 million. So let's say 130, 140 million for Vinicius. He's like 24, 25. What are we even doing? He's the, he's the best wing in the world. Now, it also comes to, can you do it in England? It's the best league. Like the Premier League is the best league. We must stop this nonsense of, oh, you're, you're a Premier League stand. Like the Premier League is the best league in the world. Well, 1 to 20, there's nothing like it. So I don't know about Kylian Mbappe and Real Madrid has swallowed up so many players. Because, by the way, if he has a Gareth Bale career, it will have been magnificent. But that's not going to be the expectation. They're going to expect De Stefano Ronaldo types of numbers because of the hype. Because remember, they've only ever seen him every four years and it's all that PSG hype and you never really watch him. Like, I've never, I haven't really watched Mbappe every week. Because you've got to watch a guy at least a season or two to see what kind of player is he. What's he like under pressure? What's he like when the low block, you know? What's he like one-on-one against a good defender? Like, what's his real strength? And people just see the Mbappe highlights and goals. I don't really know what, is he a good team player? But you can't judge that, especially in the Champions League. You can't really judge it there. You need to see it. In the league, that's what the great ones can do. It doesn't matter if you're playing Luton or you're playing Liverpool. That's what you need to be able to do to produce the highest level. David Silvers did this. Can Mbappe do that? I would argue he... Well, I wouldn't argue. He's not the best player in the world. Erling Haaland is the best player in the world. Vinicius is the second best player in the world. And I would have... You know, Kevin De Bruyne, Bruno... uh, uh, Sorry, Bernardo Silva. That's who I would argue for the third... And I would put Mbappe in that third level because I just don't know. He hasn't. He doesn't play against anyone. He just does not play against anybody. So I'd love to see it. Like, let's see what it is now. Lewandowski is transitioned, and I, great, awesome. Okay, you did it. You did it, Bayern Munich. You, <laughs> you were the same guy at Dortmund, same guy at Bayern Munich, and you're the same guy at uh, Barcelona. Turns out. You're the real deal. I, I just want to see it against quality. That's all. I'm not saying he's not potentially brilliant and potentially the best in the world. I just haven't seen it. Love to hear your thoughts. MKT inspires. You know, it's a firecracker situation. And it's so interesting how sport has evolved. It's so interesting how sport has evolved. It used to just be about a good coach, good leader of men and players. But... But because the business is so sophisticated now, you need the nerds. Director of football, scouting, that whole thing, the whole operation has to be elite, right? It's got to be world-class. And there's such an interesting situation. So Dan Ashworth has been put on something called gardening leave, which essentially means Newcastle are going to pay him to stay at home for the length of his contract, which ends in 2026. Today is the 22nd of February. 2024 so the alternative is that manchester united can pay a transfer fee and from what i've read there's two ways they can do this it's the value of his contract or there's a tribunal so he's so newcastle are willing to pay him to stay at home until 2026 so jim radcliffe addressed that it was hysterical he says i find it absolutely ridiculous 
that one of the most brilliant men in the world at his job is going to be paid to sit at home because Man United want him. But but this is what this is where the game is now. Like the game's global now. You can't just be you, you can't be Brexit FC. You can't be Brexit FC and Man United know this. And so Jim Radcliffe, you, you should be excited as as Man United fans. He's acting. He's acting. He's, he's like, this is not good enough. And he said it as an interview. In his interview, everyone's blaming the managers since 2012. But he said they've had lots of managers and they haven't won. So he's questioning the environment is what uh, Sir Jim said. So so you should be excited as a Man United fan. I like aggressive, which is why I love my owner, Todd Booley, the owner of Chelsea Football Club. But the Dan Ashworth situation is just so interesting to show you what you've got to be to be elite. Because that's what Chelsea got right for so long. You know, they had the creme de la creme up there. It's what United with, had with the, the brilliant David Gill, uh, one of the greatest football administrators of all time. They didn't just have Fergie, they had David Gill. And United were ahead of their time. David Gill was 10, 15 years into the future performing the role of a DOF, which is the director of football. That's why they won. They were sophisticated. They were an analog clock in a digital time. That's really, especially that noughties United, when David Gill really went to the overdrive. From around when Roy Keane really took over. Right? So from around 99 to sort of 2005, they were so far ahead. The great David Gill. But that has clearly become incredibly important. Man City are probably the best in the world at it. Chelsea were in the noughties along with United. Uh, David Dean, the, the, the brilliant, the legendary David Dean, of course, at Arsenal, was that for, for Arsene Wenger. And he, he was just top tier as well. So you need that guy. But you need six of them. Now, City have shown you. You can't just have one of them. You've got to have six of them. Brighton are magnificent. And it's amazing. There's going to be a transfer fee paid for a director of football. Isn't that incredible? It's now happening uh, with one of the scouts, head of scouts, I think he is, from Brighton to Chelsea. He's been placed on garden leave as well. And I just think it's phenomenal where football has gone. And listen, if, you, if you're a kid out there, you better start figuring out some numbers. If, you, if you're a parent, get your kid into the football administration world because these guys are earning five, six million euros a year. It is not a play-play industry. It just matters more to have it right because it's not just a sport now. It's an international, multinational business. And you need the creme de la creme. And we don't care where they come from. Vinay is Indian. You know, it does not matter where you come from. England, Germany, we do not care. They will pay you at these clubs. It is a democracy up there. Are you the best? Are you the brightest? We'll get you in. Magnificency. It's become more intelligent. It's better for the game. It's better for everybody. Smarter people just make things better. Now, I have said before in sport, I do. there's nothing better than nerds who are smart who stay out of the way. There's a few sports, I think even in football, where the nerds can sometimes get too involved, like in UEFA and these bureaucrats. But when they're these guys, where they just, Hey, can we get the best players, best teams, best team dynamics? I love it. Pay him. Because that's how you win. Dan Ashworth, 20, he's been paid currently until 2026 to stay at home by Newcastle. They are willing to pay him. He's on garden leave. But he's too brilliant. He's, he's young. He's 50. Man United will pay. 10, 15, doesn't really matter. You'll pay. Because in the long run, you're going to win.
Dan Ashworth, one of the brightest minds in European fall. Absolutely amazing. Finish off on this one. Um, not sure if you've heard. Shabby Alonso, who is doing unbelievable things at Leverkusen. Hasn't lost this season, by the way. Just unreal. Just unreal. He's condemned uh, Thomas Tuchel to the end of his career. Which concerns me, Bayern Munich are, are becoming just another club. You know, there's a, there's a terrific saying in German. Well, it's actually the Bavarian. Because Bavarian has its own uh, dialect. Mia san mia. We are who we are, is what uh, Bayern Munich used to say. And I'm a big Bayern Munich fan. Stefan Effenberg, one of my football heroes. And they're just becoming another club now. And it's becoming worrying. I've been speaking to some friends in Bavaria. They're very worried about them becoming just like a PSG. There was a time when it was unique. They treated their staff, you know, Karl-Heinz Rummenigge especially. They were spoiled. But they treated their, especially their Bavarian staff differently. Tuchel is Bavarian. It's problems. It's problems. And I was reading an article the other day. They think it started with hiring Pep Guardiola. That was, they said that was the end. That's what the Bavarians have a feeling of. Mia San Mia is gone. Thomas Tuchel is out. But Xabi Alonso is clearly brilliant. If you are too young to have seen him, he's, he's, he's the best passer of the football I've ever seen. I'm not saying he's the best midfielder of all time. I love Andrea Perlo. But just in terms of technical ability and ball striking, I've never seen anybody hit it with that pace and accuracy and range. Right, So Shabi could hit you that 5-yarder or the 65-yarder, but his technique, his ability to clean strike the ball, I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen anything like Shabi Alonso. Incredible. Could play in the 6, could play in the 8, could play 6-8 hybrid, unbelievable athlete. But the technical, he's a, he for me, he's Tony Cruz at another level. And I, I love Tony Cruz, by the way. Cruz control, Bayern Munich kid. Chris is in Shabby Alonso. And I'm not just saying it because I'm old guy. Like, Shabby Alonso is the Rolls Royce of that role. Like, unbelievable. And Tony Chris isn't an athlete. Shabby Alonso was a proper athlete. Put the tackle in as well. Both sensational. But Shabby Alonso has gone on to be, and you listen to the interviews, he's gone on to be a magnificent, magnificent manager early on. Precocious. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. He's a precocious talent as a manager. But now his big questions is, does he go to Liverpool now? Or does he go to Bayern Munich? Here's what I'd do if I was him. Number one, you never want to be the guy following the guy. What Jurgen Klopp has done at Liverpool in terms of feeling, because he's only won one league. I, I know with all the hoopla, you'd think he's Jose Mourinho and he's, He's won them three Premier League titles or like he's Pep Guardiola. He's not. He's, he's, he's won one league title. But, but the feeling, the connection that Jurgen Klopp has created at Liverpool, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be the David Moyes. Especially so early in your career. So if I'm Xabi Alonso, take the Bayern Munich job because what it will allow you to do is you're following a terrible time with Tuchel. You're going to win in the next two, three years. So get that off your back. Like, oh, he's not a winning manager. He's brilliant, but he's not a winner. Get that off your back. You're going to win. 
and you've got all the resources. It's a lot easier to learn with resources, right? And you've got no competition, let's face it. Because you're the competition, by the way. Leverkusen's the competition, but you've left now. So don't worry about it. No one's you. Now you've got more money, so you can have the best players. Instead of having the no-names you've got now, you're going to have you're literally going to have Joshua Kimmich if he stays. There's big rumors, but you're going to have Goretzka. You have Alphonse Davies. These are the guys you're going to have. You're going to have the, the Gnabry. Leroy Sane has never done it, huh? Since he left, he's never done it. He's not. He's not proper. Leroy Sane is not a proper player. Since he left Man City, and he was good for like one season at 19, and then. Well, we've, we've seen that. Yeah, he's got some stuff going on upstairs, which is not good. Sadio Mane smacked him in the face. Anywho, go and follow Tuchel. It's, it's, it's the easiest time to ever go to a top three global club. Because you, you, you almost don't have to be a savior. It can't get any worse. So just take what you're doing now. Go do it with better players. That's what I do. And then it... You know, football now, the way it's going, is whoever comes into Liverpool now is probably going to fail anyway. So just wait two, three seasons. There's no need to rush. Go to go to Bayern Munich, give the Champions League a proper crack for two, three seasons. And then Liverpool will be available in two years' time, if not less. Like, who can Liverpool get? Are they going to get De Zerbi? Like, who's out there? Who is out there? Zinedine Zidane? stand? He doesn't want to come to England. Refuses to learn English. Typical French guy. You know what I mean? So Zidane's not going to come to England. Like it's like Zidane's not going to come to England. It's too difficult. It's going to ruin his legacy. It's outside of his bubble. You know he's the like he, he won't leave Real Madrid. It's a safe haven. Like he, like Zinedine Zidane doesn't have that kind of personality as well. He is so boring. He is so boring. Imagine. The deflation going from Jurgen Klopp to Zinedine Zidane. Like, you've never seen Zidane outside of Real Madrid as well. And, like, I mean, Sergio Ramos, prime Gareth Bale, Tony Cruz, Luka Modric, all, their, all in their mid-20s. Some guy called Cristiano Ronaldo, Karim Benzema. This is all at their peak, by the way. Sergio Ramos. I mean, are you... Thibaut Couture. Like, these are the players he had at their peak, like mid to late 20s. I mean, if you can't win the Champions League with literally no competition in La Liga for three seasons in a row with that team, you know, I'm not saying it's easy, but like Zidane, it's a little overblown. You, 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 had, you had the two best players in the world at their peak in Bale and Ronaldo, both hitting their straps every week for three years. They were unplayable. Gareth Bale's the greatest athlete I've ever seen. Between him and Maldini, they are the greatest athletes I've ever seen. Gareth Bale will never get the credit he deserves just because he was under the shadow of the great man. But that team was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And they were all at their peak. With Bale and Ronaldo, oh my goodness. And then you you went on to see Benzema was proper. And Marcelo. Oh my goodness. So, and Sergio Ramos is the greatest defender of, of this generation. I mean, what are we doing? So maybe not that great. I don't know if Zinedine Zidane wants to take a risk leaving. Who else is going to go there? So if I'm Xabi Alonso, I go to Bayern Munich, two seasons minimum. 
because you need to keep learning as well. By the way, he only started managing two years ago. So there's still a lot to learn. This is a whole new realm. By the way, now what you know what's nice about Bayern Munich as well? Go and deal with superstars. Because it's very different to players being grateful to being given a chance at Leverkusen and inspiring them. Now he's going to have to go deal with Goretzka and Kimmich and Mueller. Guys, you don't have to coach. Now you need to be a psychologist. It's a whole different way of you're not really coaching, you're managing now. Go and learn how to do that with megastars, by the way. Gnabry, already loaded. or They're already all rich. right? Harry Kane, these guys are all rich. Now, Harry Kane hasn't won anything, so he might still be hungry. But Alphonse Davies, all these guys, the great Manuel Neuer. Go and coach these guys who are loaded already and go and see what it's like to have to handle those size egos. I mean, Manuel Neuer, these guys must be a nightmare. For a manager. Could be. And Tuchel. The thing about Tuchel. He's shown. He does not care who you are. It's why it didn't work at PSG. He does not care. You get an ego. You are out. And he will. He was calling out Neymar. You can't do that. But Thomas Tuchel is your typical. Typical Bavarian. He thinks he's better than everyone. Right. Because Bavarians do. They, they, they'll tell you themselves. There's, there's two parts of Germany. There's Bavaria and there's the rest. And they, so he's got that about him, Thomas Tuchel. Like, everyone's equal. He, he will call anyone out. He, and he is not interested in such a disciplinarian. And we saw it went sour quite quickly there with him, Mbappe, and, and Neymar. Because these new kids, you can't do Alex Ferguson anymore. And it hasn't worked at Bayern. I suspect a lot of it is this, you know. Because there's a lot of mandem there. Like Sane, Gnabry. You know, the only old school guy there is Mueller. But Kimmich is even, these new kids are different. Goretzka, they're different. Alphonse Davies, you've seen, is about the lifestyle. They're different. They're very, very different. Thibaut Couture went and slept with Kevin De Bruyne's girlfriend at the time. Like, we're talking about different types of people here, you know. Manuel Neuer went skiing and broke his leg in the middle of the season. These are, and by the way, I had it in my contract as a junior. You were not allowed to do dangerous sports like skiing during the season. Even at Bayern Munich, I read the story, is it was in Neuer's contract. Because remember, they have the that winter break. Is It is in the player's contract. You cannot go and do that. But Manuel Neuer doesn't care. I'm decorated. How do you deal with these guys? That's the interesting part. It's very different to managing Leverkusen where the players feel they are lucky to be there and probably fanboy on him a little bit. What's, it, what's he going to say? I mean, he played with some of these guys. Thomas Miller. He played with Thomas Miller. So Thomas Miller is not feeling grateful for having Xabi Alonso as manager. Like, brother, I've, I've got a World Cup too. I've got multiple Champions Leagues too. I got coached by Jupp Heineckers. I've seen how this thing's done. I am Bavaria. What else do you have in your locker? Yes, you were a great manager, but how does that help me now? These great players, they, they're, they're very, you know, the great coaches like coaching great players. You know why? Because great, great players are demanding. They are very demanding. And, in, and one of the things about players, if you've ever played any sport, you can see through a man or a woman who's not up to it. They will test you. The great players are demanding. They, because the one thing that makes great players great, I think a lot of people think it's ability. It's not. It's the constant desire to want to be pushed. The great players want to be coached hard. They want to be pushed. 
And don't confuse Neymar for a really great player. That Neymar-style player, that's not a great player. That's a talented player. You must never confuse Cristiano Ronaldo with Neymar. Fun, streets, mandem. I would even argue I love Ronaldinho. I don't know if he's a great player. A great talent, a great entertainer. Maradona, a great talent, a great entertainer. You know, when you, the word great is overused. And nostalgia brings people... Like, you can't compare Leo Messi and Maradona. Like, Leo Messi is a legendary player. That's a legendary career. And Messi wanted to be coached hard. Yet Pep Guardiola, that's not a picnic. Ronaldo, the great Cristiano Ronaldo. So, what does that look like for Xabi Alonso? If I was him, the Premier League is just too big of a spotlight. So, the right decision, go to my Bayern Munich. Go and learn how to work at the very, very top without the pressure. Right? The Bundesliga, no one really watches it. We catch up on football apps. Because Liverpool is just, you don't want to be the guy after the guy. Let someone else take the fall and then take over at Liverpool in 18 months, in two years, when it's kind of all fallen back and they're sixth, eighth again. And... You've got to come pick it up. Then come and do your thing. It's the return of the savior. Blah, blah, blah. That's what I'd do if I was him. The great player. Shabby Alonso. What a season he's having at Liverpool. He's going to give them their first Bundesliga, isn't he? Yeah, Liverpool is a very interesting club. Owned by the pharmaceutical uh, company, of course. And very unique. They're one of the clubs that don't have to do the 50 plus one because they were the um, pharmaceutical t- uh, uh, company's football team. And so, so they didn't have to race for 50 plus one. Very, very unique. Of course, it remembered one of my football heroes, Mikhail Balak. Remember where that season Balak lost the Champions League in the final? That was to the great Zidane volley. Then he lost the German Cup in the same season Leverkusen lost the league on like the last day. And then he went to Korea and lost the World Cup that year. Remember, 2002. I'll never forget it. Unbelievable. This would be their first Bundesliga title ever. And it would be a party for the ages. Because they're actually one of the richest clubs in the world. right? They're owned by a pharmaceutical company. Germany's biggest pharmaceutical. Obviously, you can't spend like that in Germany. And they don't... That's not the model. But it would be hell of a story. But go to Bayern, do that, out of the limelight, and then you come back and you save Liverpool after they collapse. Love to hear your thoughts. MKT inspires, otherwise MKT at the MKT show. Um, hope you have a great weekend. Yeah, it is the weekend where I am. Or I, I hope you have a great day tomorrow because you could be listening to this on Monday. So it's bad podcasting. I have to get better at this podcasting thing. I really do. I've got to work on my game, sharpen up. You know what I mean? Whatever it is you're doing, I hope you have the time of your life. It is back to university time. So good luck to all the students. Good luck to you. Um, you know, I am still unbelievable. Studying studying as well. Unbelievable. Year three of this uh, second degree. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm going to... I've got to make a decision. Am I gonna? Because am I gonna finish it this year? You know. So it's been tricky. It's very tricky. So it turns out genetics is quite tricky, by the way. So we'll see how it goes. Probably not going to take it this year. I've got got some big business commitments. We'll, we'll see. But to those students who are going back, um, my mother would probably fall on her face if she cared about listening to my podcast. 
But I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of education. If you can do it, if you can afford it, if you're fortunate enough to be in university, don't be a dumb dumb like me and fail um, two years. Get it done, enjoy it. As my ex-girlfriend used to say, learn for the knowledge, not for the marks. Enjoy it. It's the most free you'll ever be in your life, by the way. Because once university's done, you have to pay bills. Unless you get pregnant in university and then, then you've got real problems. But I'm not sure where I was going with that. Right. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And for now, I am the hell. Adios.